Hello, and welcome to Season 4 of the E3 Podcast, Energy and Efficiency with Emily. I'm your host, Emily Mottram. This season, we're going to talk about building science, female entrepreneurship, and the built environment. Prepare to get nerdy. So welcome back to the podcast, guys. This month, I'm really excited to have my friend and colleague, Kylie Jacques, on today. She is the senior editor at Green Building Advisor, and she's going to talk to us a little bit more about how media is changing and what they're doing over at Taunton. So Kylie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Uh, Yeah, well, I'm pleased to be here with you, Emily. I've really been enjoying um, my job at at, um, Green Building Advisor has me working with such wonderful, such smart, creative people who are just driven by what they're doing. And I just love that. So thank you for having me on your show. Um, let's see what, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the senior editor at Green Building Advisor and I've been there for about a year now. And I had been on fine home building for about three years as the design editor. So s- still in a somewhat new position, but um, I feel, uh, you know, like I can't say enough good things about it. So um, anyway, so I, work, I still work with the fine home building crew um to some extent but my priorities are are usually green building advisor first yeah so it's been awesome for the last couple of years getting to know you right so another woman in the industry who's you know spearheading what's going on over at green building advisor so um tell us a little bit about how that's changing for you guys, right? Because I feel like fine home building and green building advisor, maybe when it first came out was a lot more, you know, magazine centric, right? Great articles or whatever and print magazines, but the media landscape is really changing. So how are you guys shifting and changing um, to kind of bring Um, your, your readers and followers or whatever to, you know, what they're asking for or what are they asking for? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's been really, it's so interesting to be in the publishing industry right now. I've been thinking a lot about it lately because there are, it's it's simultaneously a turbulent time and also a really exciting time. Um, You know, we all have been kind of watching this gradual transition toward digital first strategies, right? So it used to be, you know, that my, I was in my first publishing house um, 12 years ago and magazines were king. People really valued them, you know, and digital was kind of like an afterthought. You just, you, you focused on the print and then you put together something and you threw it. We used to always say, throw it to the web. You know, it was like, um, so that was sort of the spirit back then, but you know, and I've been in a number of magazine publishing houses since. And it's when I moved over to Green Building Advisor, that was my first shift. And that was a year ago, as I said, that was my first shift toward digital only publication. You know, Green, Green Building Advisor doesn't have a print publication. Um, so these days, I will say it, it is very, uh, well, in, in my experience at Taunton specifically, and I imagine this is across the board, the pandemic has really driven a much, um, it has accelerated the pace of this digital first strategy. So the whole idea is to diversify your offerings. So it's no longer putting together a print magazine. That's just like part of it, right? So Taunton specifically right now is going through a lot of changes and they're all very exciting and there's so many interesting ideas on the table, but there are a lot of initiatives to start looking for collaboration opportunities to promote e-learning. So a lot of courses for credits, um, 
you know, webinar series are all, all already underway. At Fine Home Building for a while now, again, the pandemic really increased the number of podcasts we're putting together, webinars that we're putting together. It was all like, how do we get our content in front of people on the screen? And that has changed entirely. You know, it, it, it's not just a blog post anymore. It's you've got to have video, you've got to have um, a curriculum almost. So Tom is also in terms of um, sort of like scope, uh, sustainability is becoming kind of a, a core value that's going to drive not just fine home building and green building advisor, but the other brands too. So it's almost like our entire worldview <laughs> is shifting. Not mine. It's been like that for a long time, but, but trying to, you know, weave our brands into this broader mission. Um, we want to be thought leaders at the table um, and, Fine Home Building and Green Building Advisor are very poised to do that. Um, it's exciting to be part of, a, I hate the word brand, but the truth of the matter is they are brands. And, you know, how do we, you know, diversity is kind of like across the board, the answer to all. It's like, we need to diversify the way we deliver our content. We need to diversify our content. We need to diversify our staff. And all of these together, you know, create a lot of opportunities. So collaboration, e-learning. Um, I, I can provide a couple of specific examples, but I don't want to go on and on if you have other, another question you want to throw in. Well, no, I just wanted to say that, you know, it's really interesting when Fine Home Building first came out, you would think of it like people pouring over the magazine, you know, and they would save these magazines, right? You always hear about people who have like a collection of Fine Home yeah. Building magazine from like the first issue or whatever. And then I look and I don't know if it's generational or if it's different things. And so I appreciate that, you know, talking about the sustainability of businesses or whatever, but, you know, for me, print magazines, I give myself a week to read it. If it comes in, read the articles, whatever, give it to someone else or recycle it. Right. And so like, I don't want a stack of magazines. And yeah. if I'm going to look for something, I'm going to say, Oh, I know Mike Girton wrote an article about this. I'm going to go online and I'm going to look it yeah. up. Right. Like yeah. I, it, it's not the same as when you, you know, you go to the library and you rip yeah, through yeah, the card catalog yeah, and you find these that. old, and not that there wasn't a ton of value in that. It's just yeah. like how we take our materials in. Yeah. And, um, so you and I have been doing BS and beer for quite a, quite a long time. And, you know, kind of hearing repeated over and over the people in the industry who joined the show saying like training and and all this yeah. stuff. And so it's really exactly. cool to see you guys at Taunton kind of transitioning a little bit more to e-learning and, um, from the architect's perspective, certainly, and I'm sure that it's the same with builders, um, and everyone is when you own a small business, sometimes it is not possible for you to get to a conference to do the continuing education or whatever. And so some of these e-learning things coming online and on board, um, because we were stuck at home, right? We couldn't go anywhere. Uh, I love, uh, Taunton was talking about, you guys did a very specific woodworking uh, project, yeah. uh, something. And, and it was like, it was so cool to see the number of people who signed up to learn this like one woodworking skill, right? Like that's yeah. so super cool. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'd love for you to tell us a couple of specifics on, mm -hmm. you know, programs or e-learning things that you think um, are going to be really cool or coming up um, that you guys are working on. 
Well, you, unbeknownst to you, you actually spurred something that is unfolding as of two days ago. <laughs> so apparently you had a conversation with Rob Yeagid about how it is difficult to maintain your HERS Raider um, credits and, and where to find opportunities to do that. So we are kind of... Um, just beginning, I actually won't be connected Rob with, um, what's the man's name? He's the program director at ResNet. Um, I thought I wrote it down here, but he is um, Ryan Mears. And the idea that we're looking for, um, is there an opportunity there to connect, to potentially offer a training series that would provide those credits, right? So through Taunton. So go ahead. I was gonna say it would be really awesome because you know in, in my experience they're they're harder to come up with. Mm -hmm. Um you know there are a, you know you have to go to their conference, right? Not all the conferences offer uh you know, continuing education for your HERS Raider certificate. And so having a brand like Taunton Fine Home Building, right, where you know, okay, the quality of this is going to be great. I'm going to learn this experience. There's going to be all these great things because you're taking, so essentially HERS rating for me, I think follows along really closely with Green Building Advisor and a lot of the yeah. stuff. So like you have all this great content and putting it together that then that content can also be continuing education. To me is... um again, that sustainable thing, right? Like we don't have to reinvent the wheel every time we have a lot of this great content, this great stuff. You have a lot of people who, who write articles for you or pull stuff together that, you know, transitioning into, you know, how do we make this work for, you know, architecture certification or hers Raider certification or, you know, passive right, house right, continuing right. education, builder continuing education. I mean, there's exactly. so many different programs out there or requirements, depending on where you are um, in the country that going to a name and a brand that you trust, that's been around for a long time and saying, okay, exactly. this isn't just going to be me watching some random something or other. Like I, I can go here and maybe there's multiple options for me to pick up the certifications. I want I learn something new or learn from the experts or, you know, things in our world are, are always changing. Right. So like, what's the, newest technology what's the latest thing you know and and some some certifications right uh, especially like architecture for example um you know you have to do continuing education but there are so many different types of architecture right right, right, right so i mean right. health and safety architecture continuing education credits for the healthcare industry are totally different than what i would ever use as a residential architect so being right. able to kind of tie some of these things together in really applicable ways for what you practice is, is super cool to me. So, well, yeah, I'm glad trying I'm, to, well, I want to mention one more program along those lines, because on yeah. our end, we're trying to satisfy, you know, your sector of the, of the industry and others, of, of course, but how do we provide those credits? And so we have just launched, I mean, we're, you know, I've been working on it for a long time, but it's finally starting to make its appearance on GBA. It's called the Expert Exchange Program. And essentially it'll run quarterly with a given theme. Currently the theme is, or the topic is getting to net zero energy. And so we have a team of experts, contributors that I've asked to, to provide content around that topic for three months time. And 
the idea is to for to give people an opportunity to digest some of that content and engage with those experts on the site with questions. Um, I think some topics will will generate a lot of activity. The the next topic um, that starts in April is um, all about indoor air quality, and I've got some really great people contributing content on that topic. And at the end of that, we'll culminate with a webinar. And in time, see our Hopefully we will develop a number of these programs, both at GBA and Fine Home Building, um, where you will gain credit from watching that webinar. Or, you know, for instance, too, like Ben, the house that Ben Bogey is building right now in upstate New York. Um, we have an entire training series formed around that project. So we were there when he broke ground with video and I've been talking to him all along, getting construction details. So it's a 10 part series, a training series um, that people, it's actually kind of targeted at builders. Um, but, and I don't know exactly what, they don't get credit exactly. It's a little different, but they it, it's educational in spirit and they walk away with having, you know, 10 construction details laid out for them, 10 videos, how-to video series where we are following Ben's crew installing this, that, or the other thing, and where they're documenting it, and it's in the spirit of fine home building, which is like how-to step-by-step, and then at the end, we culminate with the entire, you know, design and build team with, uh, again, a webinar series discussion talking about the design thinking behind the build. Um, we've already provided all the how-to information, so integrating design and construction and making it have educational value in a variety of platforms, blog posts, video posts, webinar series. I have so many things. Rob's going to have to listen to this podcast because now I got so many more. Ideas beyond <laughs> right. that one. But he, um, uh, you know, we're really very lucky to have Rob Yeager back on the team because he, a lot of lis your listeners might remember him as the editor and editorial director of Fine Home Building. And now he's sort of got a bigger, bigger picture. He works for Taunton across all brands, but he's such an, an amazing ideas guy. And he's got GBA and final, well, all the brands, but he has a personal investment, professional investment in each of them. And you feel that because he's, he's really thinking, you know, uh, he, he comes to the table to me that give me all kinds of content ideas. Um, so, so really interesting time. Yeah, because my, my first thought there was you mentioned that it was really geared towards builders, but after being at the International Build Show, um, and I talked about this last month on the podcast, so if you guys are listening today and you didn't listen to last month's podcast, go back and listen to it with Ben, is I was so impressed with the program that I put together for the Build Zone at yeah. the International Builder Show that I thought would have been super valuable for any architect, especially new and young architects getting into the field, just watching these guys physically install stuff right and yeah. talk about the stuff that we put on on into details so i love that this series that you're doing with ben hopefully is going to show the detail as it was drawn it's going to show ben doing some installation stuff and it would be great then to say you know to, to have a little sit down you know maybe you bring in steve basic or you bring in someone to just go through and be like what in this detail could have been clearer so it was really clear on that so it's good for us as architects to know like how could we have done a better job on this detail. So there's less like, okay, I think we're going to do, you know, on like Ben's a pro, right? 
Right. And so he's either already knows how to do it or is going to figure it out. Right. But every project has something new, some new detail, or, um, you know, I was on a job site yesterday with one of my builders and they're going, you know, we're always looking to what's the, what's a better way to do this. Like we're always reevaluating our system. How can we be more efficient, get the same detail or, you know, how do we make this cleaner or smoother or, um, so they're kind of always evaluating that right on the job site, which I think is cool. And then that comes back. And so I try to spend time on my job sites if I can and learn from my builders, like what went well, what didn't go well, what we miss on the plans, what, you know, what did you have to adapt to on the fly? Because this renovation had some condition we didn't expect. Um, so I actually think that series will be really important for architects too. So I would say, you know, if you can figure out how to have continuing education for architects in that series, watching that webinar as well, it'll be super valuable experience watching the details as they're drawn be actually executed in the field. And then my second request to that goes back to what you're talking about a little bit earlier is you're putting together your expert exchanges. Um, I would love to see you know, getting to net zero or building science for each specific zone in the United States, right? Because um, what I think is fascinating and, and maybe it can be even for like a homeowner series, right? Or, you know, architects who are moving into a different, you know, climate zone is how you handle things in different climate zones is, is totally different, right? So we, on BS and beer, because a lot of us are from the Northeast, we talk about a lot of details that are pretty common for us here. Well, it's cold here. It snows here. You know, we have warm on the inside nine months of the year, right? And then flip-flop. But then we get to talk to all of our cool friends who live in hot, humid places. And, you know, you talk to Nikki Kruger about dehumidification once and you're like, wow, that is so totally different than, you know, what we're doing here. And so I'd love to see a series that kind of goes through details that you would consider in the building science realm and HVAC world for different parts of the country. Yeah, that is always, that is a constant, constant, constant conversation among all of us. Finding contributors in other climate zones um, is always on our radar and always part of the discussion. Regionality is, you know, yes, all the information, well, not all the information, much of the information changes. So you, it's an excellent idea. It's, it's very much um, on our radar. And um, I, we're always, if you'd have listened to the Fine Home Building podcast, we often ask people from other parts of the region to write to us and let us know what they're working on. And, and that, that call is always out there. I'm, I'm eternally grateful for Armando Cobo, who is an architect in Texas and beyond. He works in New Mexico as well. And um, I consider him, I have, I have crowned him the hot humid climate ambassador for GBA you know and and in fact you know I'm always I'm excited that he's so available he's so willing to share his knowledge he's such a wealth of information and uh you know just the other day somebody said I didn't get a response on my at my to my question on the Q&A forum on GBA and I'm really in need of and he lives in Texas and I was able to connect the two and you know I, I just I just love that you bring up a good point. I also want to mention that um, I'm happy to hear that you had such a positive experience at the um, building demonstrations zone at IBS, because speaking of the changing media landscape, you know, we just had a conversation the other day about, you know, we are always at the sh- annual show, the, the, the builder show. And, uh, you know, in the past, you would just get a booth 
and you'd stand around your booth and you'd offer your informational materials and your swag and your staff to talk with people and share information and make connections. That's like a thing of the past. Like nobody cares. Nobody wants your pamphlet in your handout anymore. You know, like that's just not where you need to be invested. So there's a lot of conversation right now for our role, uh, you know, getting on that floor and finding experts that we work with, like Mike Gurton, to do demonstrations, you know, under the the Taunton Fine Home Building Green Building Advisor umbrella. Um, That's another way to distribute information that is what people really want, you know, like you didn't walk, you didn't come to me right now and say, oh, I, I visited this booth and I just had the greatest time and learned so much, right? No, you were on the demonstration floor where people I, were putting together markups. I, yeah. I spent a considerable amount of time on the demonstration floor because yeah, I thought that that's was, where the that was really is. great. It's where yeah. you take the products that maybe are being displayed in some of the booths and you put them into action, right? And you talk yeah. about what your expectation for that product is in this wall system sandwich, right? Because I think sometimes that we forget that a product isn't in a vacuum, right? It's going to be mm-hmm. touching something. Part of an assembly, right? Have this, you know, particular. Um, you know, we have an expectation, right? So as the architect, I need to know what, what's my expectation for this material? Is it, is it structural? Is it shedding water? Does it need to breathe? Like, does it, you know, like, what is my expectation for this material? Where does it land? You know, what's the impact on it? And so for me in the building zone, that's great. So I loved in, you know, some of the booths, um, they, they also did demonstrations, right? I think Mm -hmm. that was cool. Um, I recorded the fine home building podcast with Andrew. Um, at the Huber Wood booth and Huber had built this whole um, like it was raining roof structure, whatever, to demonstrate some new material that they had that was coming out. Right. Um, but on that podcast, it was on with Steve Basic, which was really awesome. And, you know, they, we were talking about the show, right. It was kind of towards the end. It was the wrap up. What'd you see? What was cool or whatever. And, you know, Steve said something really valuable is sometimes at the show, it's just about connections, right? So it's just about going to the booth and like meeting Kylie. Right. I feel yeah. I feel like until I got to know you, you know, through this thing, um, like, oh my gosh, the editor of Green Building Advisor is like an unattainable person that I don't, right, you know, right. right? Yeah, so, no, that we're all part of a community. Yeah, I Yeah, agree. so I feel like creating that community and the people that mm-hmm. we share with, and it was kind of funny, um, and I don't think Steve Basic or I have done this yet, but we were on the podcast with one of the Huber Tech guys, and he said, there's only four of us in the tech department. So if you call Huber, you will get one of the four of us. You have a 25% chance of getting me when you call in. And we yeah. were both like challenge accepted. We're going to try <laughs> it's to good figure to know out that. Yeah, what I is that. the most like ridiculous question we can ask about one of your products that you, we would want you to answer and call into the tech line and, and try to get you. And try it. <laughs> right, and right. So for me, I thought that was great because you think yeah. Huber, there's this big company And you don't expect that the the tech department is, Hey, I met this guy at the show who might be the person that I'm calling to ask questions. And now all of a sudden you have more of a personal connection with them. Right. I feel like it's less scary to call into the tech, not that it's scary, but like, it's less daunting to call into the tech department, not knowing who you might get or whatever, when you say, you know, Oh, yeah, I met this person. Now I have this, you know, almost relationship. And so 
That, bro- that builds brand loyalty. You know, yes. now you trust them. Now you feel like you have a face and you can picture who you're calling. And yeah, absolutely. I fully agree. I, I think that's that's the whole spirit of collaboration that we're after. You know, how I, do we build these connections to create um, a- an atmosphere and an experience where you're among thought leaders and you know who they are? Yeah. You know them personally, you know? But I totally agree with the swag thing. And I don't know if this <laughs> is just me. But I don't want it's, any of the stuff. I don't want any right? junk. Mostly it's junk. Yeah. Well, the it's pen like, with your name on it, the bag with your name on it, the right. like I it's not sustainable. Yeah. Let's put it that I, way. If you're if you're working towards minimalism, right? So that right. you can be really creative with the stuff that you have, you don't want to manage all this stuff, right? So right. I did it's not want to leave too. this conference with a million pens and you know, 50 bags and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Like, I don't, I don't want the stuff. I want to stand in your booth and watch a demonstration or the experience, you know, yeah. send me home with a roll of tape. Right. And let me try it. Or, you right. know, like, obviously they're, they're, you know, maybe you're not giving out like big rolls of tape, but could you do like a demonstration roll of yeah. tape that maybe <laughs> is like, 10 feet, right? So I get to go home and I get to stick it to something and I get to try it. I get to be uh, Randy Williams with Northern. I was just about to say, there's a reason why the backyard tape experiment has been so popular for a decade now. And Randy actually just yesterday, I posted a new article on backyard tape testing and it is that, and, and it's super popular because people love that. You know, we talk about all these green building project and projects and products and to see them in use and under different circumstances. I mean, yes, the climate was the same, but he used different materials, compatibilities, you know, trying to figure out what works best under these conditions. And people just love that. I mean, it's, you know, it's for science nerds. They love it. (laughs) Well, yeah. And like, you don't have to talk about it in terms of building science. It's just like, here's this product. Here's the expectation of what this product is supposed to do. I thought it was hilarious. Now, obviously I know Ben and Travis, so I think they're funny anyway, but they had tape and they were showing how flexible the tape is and like they're stretching it. I really thought Ben was going to let go. So Travis would fall off the stage, but like it, it's funny. And you kind of remember those things. And so the next time it's like, Oh, yeah. what was that? What was that tape? Or what would like, yeah. what were they, you know, it's just Emily, that's a really, stuff that was fun. You're totally getting at something. It's like, you know what it is? It's experiential, yes. right? You're developing memories around it with, with, with people that you're meeting and having a personal connection with and who are experts in their field. And so that's, Exactly what the changing. I mean, yeah, we're kind of forced to do a lot of remote stuff at the point. It's still to the, you know to some extent that's probably never going to go away. But you know, looking at our summit that will be coming up, um, you know, how do we create exactly what you're talking about? That experiential memory that is connected to the product and the people. You know, like that is. It's not about putting together a magazine anymore. It's about that. You know, well, and I think that we need to start thinking about these things in different ways, because you're right. The thing where you go to the show and you pick up all the swag and you do all that, like that, that part of it is maybe not, not the way we do it anymore. And, and we are going to have this e-learning stuff, which I think is actually fabulous, right? Because if you can get continuing education by what, you know, doing a one hour webinar or like, you know, lo- logging into, you know, a program that's available for a year. Right. So like, I can't go every Tuesday night or I can't take off for a week to go to a show. 
I think that there's value in that and it's a, it's a different experience and that these conferences then change. Um, I love the summit idea because it's regional, you know, Travis doing the Midwest building science summit, it's regional. You can be really specific. And then, uh, again, back to Randy, he posted kind of, it was, it was sort of funny, but he, uh, there was a trailer. I don't know where he was. And he posted this video on Instagram of this trailer. And he's like, we should get one of these and like, take it around all the lumber yards. And so like, maybe those oh, product good. manufacturers yeah. have like a mini build zone that yeah. goes around to, oh, yeah. I, think you've you know, talked to about this like, I know you love, I love that idea. Sa- yeah. Saturday morning at yeah. the lumber yard is like, okay, here, here are some of these products, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, at uh what was it like at Lowe's and Home Depot they have like Saturday mornings where you can take your kid to Lowe's and Home Depot and they can like build a little birdhouse or whatever uh-huh. you know it's like that but for it's adults. like that exactly <laughs> I love that I feel like you mentioned that once before and I remember really enjoying that I'm like I think it would be cool obviously yeah I did too a huge investment How yeah do you but somehow this trailer you know, around do you just right. have a bunch of them who stores it where does it live well heck you know, you know we like talk about all the swag like the the effort that the uh, behind the scenes un- unsung heroes put into getting all of that swag and the everything that goes into delivering that kind of a package to yeah. our audience it's like let's let's take that energy and do something more like what you're talking about right because yeah. it's just a different you know it's just directing your resources and energies in a different you know direction yeah yeah, yeah. No. that's a fun idea um Let's see what else I want to feel like, you know, just in terms of like, one thing too, it used to be as editors, you would um, kind of come to the table for a brainstorming session and, you know, come up with article ideas and those, that still happens, but there's this whole other realm of publishing right now that is, you know, comes out of the digital focus. And that is, what are people searching for? And how do we deliver it to them in the way they want it? You know, and it's almost like the um, ways, let's say, search behaviors inform content. It didn't used to be like that, right? So now there's like data analytics is a huge piece of like, how do we, how do we um, satisfy our readership? Um, you know, that's not to say that Google searches dictate what we do entirely, but they inform it. Um, you know, how are people searching for information and how do we, we have that information, but what is it, what's the disconnect, you know? Um, why aren't they landing on GBA, even though we know we have that information? Well, that information maybe has a published date of 10 years ago, and it's still excellent, but we need to revisit that information, make sure there's no updates that need making. And, you know, it's just a whole different way of looking at the content you have, the content that you need to have, and how to develop, you know, um, entirely new content. Uh, It's, yeah, I find it fascinating. I think it's really been- good too that we forget too, right? So, so some of us have done, you know, certification programs, and we've really dived into it, and we're super nerdy, right? Like, I mean, I will, I will put myself in that category, right? Like, yeah, 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 down this rabbit stuff, hole. Yeah. And right. then you don't remember what you, what you didn't know, right? So I find this too with some of the consultants that I work with as like, I don't know what they don't know. Cause I already know this or like even, even just drafting, right? Like you're in a drafting program and you're just doing something and someone comes up to you and they're like, Oh, Hey, how do you do that? And like, you, you have to think about it because 
you don't even remember. You just do some things automatically. Second nature. Yeah. Well, so I think the search function, which uh, is super cool is it allows you to hear what other people think they want to call something like they have this thing that they want to figure out, but they don't know like the technical terminology. Right. Right. Don't like, and so everybody's searching this thing. And so it's like, okay, well now you can keyword search and republish a, you know, an article that maybe that you wrote 10 years ago, that's still Mm -hmm. valid. Physics Mm -hmm. hasn't changed, you know, still doing kind of the same things, but -hmm. you can add some keywords to it that makes it easier for people to find now, because exactly like, we wrote it as a super technical thing because you were this expert and it's X, Y, Z. Right. And Mm -hmm. so you have to remember that not everybody is at the level that you're at. Right. And so they're going to call it something else, you know, and I feel, I feel like there are a lot of homeowners when they first come to me who are like, how do we learn more about this? Right. Like we're really interested in it. We think we understand what we're asking you for, but like, how do we learn more about it? And like, where do you send them where it isn't just down some great rabbit hole? Yeah, over, uh, yeah. It's one of the great- It needs to be digestible too, Yeah, exactly. It's one of the great things about Green Building Advisor, but also one of the really challenging things about Green Building Advisor is like, you get a lot of professionals and we'll get on and we'll debate, you know, the merits of doing it. And honestly, the answer might be, you could do it any of the ways that people have presented, right? Depending on where you're at, there's always different ways to do things. There's different market conditions you know, sometimes we mention things that we do in the Northeast that is always really simple. You know, Ben was talking about, you know, getting a clapboard to create the, the sill pitch. And, you know, he's almost down in DC, like you, you can't get one. Like it's, it would be the craziest expensive way that you would ever do that. Right. And so there are a lot of different ways. And sometimes it's regional specific. Sometimes it's, you know, geography specific for, you know, for different climate zones, whatever, but like, it's so cool to see on green building advisor, everybody kind of debating the merits, but like, that's how we all get better. Right. That's mm-hmm. how we all learn something, but you can't send a homeowner down that rabbit hole. Right. Cause then I feel like you, you just, they, they're so confused at that point. And so, it, yeah, that's true. It, yeah. Cool I mean, Brian is content. Like I, it would be yeah. awesome as, as you're looking at your media stuff, like, is it, and I, I've even thought about this on my, you know, cause I do this podcast and I usually am I'm on with like other cool people that I think in the field and we do BS and beer, but like on BS and beer, we talk about it. It's like, there's some BS one Oh one stuff, right? Like here's right. the basics. Here's the learning. Yeah. Like here's, yeah. you're not an expert in this field. That's totally fine. You know? And yeah. then we have like down in the weeds telling right. you exactly how to, you know, execute some, you know, or, or, um, I always think mechanical can be a little bit yeah, challenging, right? Absolutely. You have, you know, mechanical people on who are trying to, you know, explain how something works, which is fascinating and really cool, but like that can be a deep dive. So well, that's what I think is so valuable about the Q and a forum at GBA, because you're, you're absolutely right. And it's always as the editor, I'm always looking for opportunities. That's why I really enjoy Randy's contributions and, um, to provide the, you know, it says right there, Green Building Advisor is for beginners, novices, and green building experts alike. And it's in, and so my job is to balance that content, really heavy technical with out in the field, this is how it's done, really easy to understand, you know, that's a constant. But I think it's in the forum, which 
that's one thing that's not going to change if I have anything to say about it. Like that, that is a constant that is, I think the, the Q and a form on GBA is what keeps the thing, you know, chugging along all these years. Um, it's a staff of one and it's the, the cat, you know, GBA is doing very, very well at the company right now. And, and I, I often attribute it to the forum because everybody, no matter their experience level, can come to that forum, ask their question, and we have a team of expert members that will answer those questions with their expertise in a way that is understandable. It's like it removes, I love reading the forum and being in there because it removes all it's like everybody's on an equal playing field. Like, what's your question? What are you dealing with? Alex, you know, if I have the expertise and the knowledge to help you answer it, I will, but I'll make it, you know, friendly in tone and, you know, accessible for the homeowner. And I just, there's no, um, it's not highfalutin, you know, it's, yeah. it's like grassroots. That's what I love about it. And, and people nice are there about, to share. Yeah. The digital age is that's available now, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if you, if you got fine home building magazine, however many years ago, you didn't have right. a forum, right? You, you like, you'd write a letter to the editor, the editor might publish it. And then you might have the opportunity to write back to the, <laughs> to right, the, exactly. the author of the letter. I mean, it was like, so now on months that, in between, right. It's not instant gratification, but it, no, it, is, it is at least, you know, you don't have to wait a month to see if your letter got accepted and yeah. if they answered your letter. And if you, yeah. you know, and then 10 other people may have had questions or maybe right. way more than 10, but like other people may have had different questions about that article. Right. So it's like, oh, yours didn't get accepted. And they answered some other question, but that wasn't your question. You know, so. right. I know there's such a nice. And in fact, some of these questions, you know, they there are questions on there that people are that were posted, you know, five, six, seven years ago that people are still responding to now. So you've got a conversation of, you know, a hundred comments. So, and in all of that, if you spend the time and it's related to something you are interested in, you will learn a lot for free. Yeah. You know, that's my that's favorite thing too. Um, I have what I call hashtag ask Mike, right? So <laughs> I like to ask Mike Mains, you know, uh, uh -huh. it's great to have other friends in the industry when you're just trying to bounce ideas off of it. In fact, Who I sent else him do one you need, but Mike, <laughs> I said, I said, I sent him one this morning as like hashtag ask Mike Friday. Uh, and you know, just like random question. I'm like, this is what I'm thinking about doing this, but would you do this? Would you do like, and we, you know, bounce ideas off, but one of my favorite things will be when he sends back, look at this green building advisor, uh, thread, but go in the comments and look at so-and-so's answer yeah. to, yeah. to this, because that, that specifically answers the question that you had. Cause you know, somebody else had this question or, you yes, know, so like, right. go look at Martin's response to this or go, exactly. you know, go on this other post. And, and so that's, what's awesome is it continues to live there. Right. You said five yes. years ago, and yes, then, right. but it, it continues, continues to, live, to live in that. So you have this great article it spurred interest, it spurred questions, it spurred, mm -hmm. you know, all kinds of stuff. And then it had answers. And then mm -hmm. those answers might be what you're looking for. And so it's, it's just a really cool. That's exactly why way. the whole expert exchange program even yeah. got launched just because that's so successful. And how do, how do we make people, you know, engage or how do we get people to engage even more? Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that's the secret sauce. Everybody's kind of always wondering, like, why is GDI doing what? It's doing so well. Why is doing well? And it's like, well, I I swear it's a Q and A forum. I really think so. I mean, it just has such a solid 
community um, of people who are smart and willing to share. I think so, you hit it right there. Community. I think so too. Yeah. I'm willing to share. And that's yeah. what I think. Um, not that we didn't know this before, right? Because um, uh, at Performance Building Supply 10, 12, 15 years ago, he started this local discussion group. People would get together, you know, it was at the building supply store, but professionals would come and would debate ideas. Who's doing what? What are we doing? We're having, you know, conversation. And then, you know, that was in Portland, Maine. So people who know anything about Maine, Portland is, you know, kind of down in the, in the bottom third. And it's not always easy for practitioners who aren't directly in Portland to get to Portland, you know, once a month to go to this building science discussion group. So Mike started hosting one that was like, you know, an hour or so outside of the city. So you could pick up people who aren't, you know, practicing in the city. He called that BS and beer. Um, and that was how, when the pandemic hit, we started doing BS and beer. It was actually just to get both of our local groups online, everybody doing okay. You know, who needs anything, whatever. Cause it, it was kind of a crazy time in, well, I mean, and it hasn't stopped being a crazy time, but it was kind of a crazy time. And, mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of unknowns. So it was just like, Oh, okay, well, we'll just, um, we'll just get on here and just make sure everybody's okay. And, um, then, people like Travis got wind that we were hopping on with our local group. Cause I think he had met, met Mike at a conference somewhere. I don't remember. And he, he had in the past and other people in the past had asked us to, you know, video our discussion group. Well, I mean, it's a hot mess to try to video that in like an open forum, you know, mm-hmm. there's people talking everywhere, people shouting questions out, you know, in the brewery, it's like, there's people drinking beer and doing other things in the brewery. Right. Like you're not the only one there. And so it's just not a great setup. I mean, maybe Colin could figure it out because you know, <laughs> right. he's, he's got all that audio stuff. Down, yeah, but he's like, pretty... For us, it was like, oh my gosh, that seems way yeah. too daunting. Like we won't do that. And then we popped on Zoom mm-hmm. and then people got worried that we popped on Zoom. And that was how BS and beer, the BS and beer show, our oh, right. you know weekly, monthly show got, got started. And it was all because we just have a bunch of smart people who wanted to debate ideas about building science in a content forum, that's just a little bit different, right? So like you have the Q and a forum. That's awesome. We have BSM beer. That's a different forum. People who don't join us live miss the chat box, which is like its own whole thing (laughs) from the video content Mm -hmm. on on the screen, you know, then we have continuing education and webinars and these like, um, different series that you're going to put together. Like, is it a one hour webinar or is it like a six a six session content creation? Is it, you know, in all those sessions, are there six sessions in every set? Like, what are you learning? Uh, Yeah, it'll be a real, again, the diversity thing. I think like as, as much as we can diversify the offerings in terms of scope, target audience, content duration, you know, there's so many different ways in which, you know, we can diversify what we're doing, what we're offering, who we're offering it to, you know, who's contributing it. I mean, you know, just speaking of like changing thing, you know, change things in flux at Taunton. It's like a staff is changing too. It's like younger people are coming to the table with a different, an entirely different skill set. You know, it's like, I have in mind what an editor does. And I think I'm an editor, but now everybody is an editor and they all have different, entirely different skill sets. Like you don't necessarily need to be a, a, a writer to be, you know, it's like, it's like now there's, if you're like, 
you know, it's social media is your bailiwick, your social media editor, you know, it's like, as you know, there's a lot of changes, people are retiring, younger people are coming in, we have a much more, you know, um, diverse staff in, in a lot of different ways right now, including the remote aspect of things. And, you know, the, the software that we're using is entirely different, the building that we're living in is undergoing all kinds of renovations or putting all this money into the HVAC system, which is a pandemic driven thing. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like this happened and we are reacting to it in this enormous way. Like there's just the scope of which, you know, things are changing is, it blows my mind sometimes, quite frankly. I mean, it's just like every single aspect of what we do is in flux. I'm not going to lie. There are days where I think, I just want to edit this piece of writing. You know, it's like that feels so basic at this point that it's like a treat. You know, I don't have to look at data. I don't have to look at an Excel sheet. I don't have to consider branding or marketing or, you know, it's like, now I just need to be an editor that takes this piece of content and synthesizes it in a way that everyone can understand, you know, like. It's so interesting too, because it's almost like publication is now the new learning experience, right? Yes. Everybody learns well in different ways. Like when I first mm -hmm. started out, I wanted to share stuff that I knew. So I started writing a blog, right? But mm -hmm. people don't read blog. I mean, sometimes they read blogs, but even like, I know Allison has written over a thousand articles on energy Vanguard, but I love when it comes to my email box, one at a time, like a snippet uh -huh. at a time, because I can do like, Oh, this is great. I read this like one article that they did. And then sometimes I'll go and like search for, you know, something the same with green building advisor. You send me an email and it's like, here's these couple of things that came out like mm -hmm. new and you, you watch the videos or, or whatever, which is cool, but then there's social media. Right. And so mm -hmm. all, all this stuff, but I did, um, someone asked me to join on, uh, a radio show, um, main calling. It was on our, our public radio didn't think anything of it. I called in, they were doing an episode all on, you know, green building, net zero building. And they had some, um, they had some of their colleagues up in the area who were, were doing like a bigger show. And it was like a call in segment. And I can't tell you how many people called me or got in touch with me after this. I mean, it was like three minute segment. I was not on for, for much time at all. And I was like, wow, I can't believe how many people listen to radio. Like I didn't know that was even yeah. still a thing, you know? So yeah. it's radio, it's podcasts, that. it's yeah. videos, it's articles, it's, you know, e-learning, you know, it's in-person conferences. And like, totally. we used to try to make the in-person conference do like all these things. Well, maybe the in-person conference isn't doing all these things. Maybe what right. it needs to do is these five things really well. Cause I know yeah. when you did the fine home building summit the first year, virtually it was, yeah, it was really different, right? Like it the, was so hard because we had such an amazing experience the first time we ever did it, which was in person. And right. it just was so successful. And it was to have to follow that up with the first year pandemic related your conference type thing. It's like, yeah. Well, and I think the hard part is nobody tough. at that time knew what would work virtually. Right. So right. Like, exactly. Like you're trying yes. to recreate content that you would have had mm -hmm. at an in-person event. Well, right. you know, speaking from it, but we've gotten better at that. Right. right. So yeah. We're yeah. So we've gotten better. better. Yeah. We know what works. We know what doesn't work. We know what, what shouldn't 
you know, what shouldn't happen in those things. But like speaking from experience, like when I go to a conference, I'm just fully in the conference. I am not checking my email. I'm not doing those things. I'm spending all day in the building zone or I'm going to, you know, do a podcast or I'm going to, to the booths or I'm networking with someone. When I'm at a virtual conference, if I've got to be there all day long, like it's real easy. I'm on my computer. All of a sudden I got distracted by email. Somebody called me. They had this phone call. Mm -hmm. Like they had like, and so it's not, it's it's not the same experience. It's almost like I could have done immersive. I could have done a six week conference where I joined in a night or two a week and did one session. Like I probably would have done Session, you know, like, cause it's yeah. like, I'm going to take out this one chunk of time. Like it's really hard when you're in your home yeah. office, not to yeah. just get into, just, you know, to leave. Yeah. It's the same way when you go on vacation, right? You gotta, yeah. I gotta leave the country. I gotta go far <laughs> enough away that I right. like, don't take anything with me. I don't turn on my phone. Right. Like, you That's know, funny. I never thought the, about that. Like the conferences are like when yeah. in-person conference. I am, I'm there. I'm in the yeah. moment. I'm in the yeah. now. Like it's just yep. too easy to get distracted by everything else when you're in your office. And so I'm sure that that was an experience that other people had too, which Mm -hmm. was just like, Oh, I'm going to log into this thing. And like you log in for one session and then you get distracted and you, you miss it. You didn't see it. You, you know, and so there's still merit to those things, but I love how you kind of are taking it and transitioning it more into like, okay, what if we just make this a course or what if we make this a webinar series or what if we make the, you know, and that you it's can gotta get... have deeper value so yeah. that you do stay focused and committed to it. Yes, yeah. you're absolutely right. I had a neat thing happen. This is a little bit of an aside, but somewhat related just in terms of community and education. And just yesterday, I got a request from a teacher who he happens to be a teacher at my high school, which is not anywhere around here. So it was just random coincidence. And he was writing to, you know, just the like people you don't know who's behind the brand, whatever, right? So he was writing to the GBA editor looking for, he'd like to um, have a comp membership so that he can share the detail library drawings with his class, you know, with his students. And so he, you know, then he had in his signature where he was a teacher. And I thought, how, how wonderful is this? You know, I went to that high school and now I'm in a position to give him free access to these detail library um, construction drawings. And yeah. it just was like this nice, you know, I was so happy to be able to do that. And we now we have a nice exchange going and I just love picturing him printing out those construction drawings for his students. You know, yeah. I just yeah. love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and I think someone said on BS and beer, uh, I can't remember if it was the solar show or the one before that, um, where they said, you know, you gotta, you gotta start them young, right? Like high school's almost too late. So you gotta start in like kindergarten and get, you know, people kind of interested in what we're doing. And so education is just this thing that we've been talking about so much lately. So I love seeing, you know, where Taunton's going. And it's funny too, because we're talking about like getting away from print a little bit, not totally away from print, but like how there's this, this whole other digital world. There's the social media world. There's, there's so much more, you know, to it then. And yet we wrote a book last year because during the pandemic books became popular again. So like, I I actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I thought the same thing in our, you know, uh, I had the same exact thought. I'm like, it's so odd that in the thick of this digital explosion in the last two years, that the books industry, which was really struggling at Taunton has picked up, you know, uh, 
and in fact, <laughs> Peter Chapman is retiring. He's our book editor for the last 30 some odd years, maybe 35 years. Um, and I'm like, Peter, you can't go now. Things are finally picking up. You know, like, we know it. We need you. I so. promise the pretty good house authors did not force Peter into <laughs> retirement. We didn't. We didn't. <laughs> yeah. So changing of the guard. It's interesting to like, I've become the old guard. I've been at Taunton for four years. And, you know, as, as, as folks retire or have changed, you know, there's the resignation has affected many companies, ours included. Um, but then there's this new influx of, of young people with, uh, who live around the country. It's, it's a very different team that I work on now. Um, but I feel like, you know, sort of, I was there when the focus was still on print and all the folks that people associate with fine home building were still on the magazine. And I, I feel like it's my duty to carry that torch and move into this new sphere that we're heading into, but bring with me the, all of what those guys taught me and shared with me. And, you know, it's a, like I said, it's a, it's a turbulent and strange time, but it's exciting, it's exciting time. Um, but I feel like it's my duty to protect GBA as a grassroots community publication and bring the spirit of fine home building builders um, with, with us as we move into this hyper-focused digital age, you know, that comes with challenges and exciting opportunities. It's a mix. Well, and we can't forget that there are still people who liked the, you don't want to say the old absolutely. way of taking in their content, but like who You're still- absolutely right. And I don't know- that magazine. I don't know if it's a book thing. So I'm a book person. I love books. Me too. And Me um, too. I don't know if during the pandemic, part of the spike in books is because there's something really comfortable about physically holding a book, right? And I'm also like, everybody's sick kind of, of being crazy. On, yeah, yeah. And everybody's tired of being at the screen, right? Everybody's so tired like, of Zoom. Like I can't do yes. the one more Zoom meeting. I can't <laughs> listen to one more podcast. I can't, <laughs> right. you know, like I just need some just quiet take my time. eyeballs off the screen. Exactly. Quiet. Right. Exactly. Right. So. I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. I'm not sure I had thought of it that way, but I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just how my brain thinks about it. I always love talking to other people and hearing their experiences. Like, right. We can only build our repertoire based on our experiences. So part of why I do the right. podcast is to talk to other people, to learn their experiences. Like, it's just super cool. <laughs> like, it's just Well, I think as, if, if we can meet as, as, I think the goal should be for us to meet as many people as possible, where they are, what they want, how they're, taking their content in. Yeah. We don't want to, you know, like, so that's why I said, I feel like the old guard because I cherish the GBA members that we have now, but it's an older demographic. There's no denying that they're in my age and, and older. And, and now I need to figure out how do we draw in a younger generation, a younger dem demographic. So we need to, but we, we're not going to do that at the expense of the people who have made GBA what it is today. Right. Absolutely. So we need to, we need to feed everybody and we need to give them digestible content in the way that they most like it. 
Right. Well, right. And it's possible that, you know, the, the demographic of what you have for GBA the way it is, is because that's how those people take in their content. Yeah. And not that your content that you've created isn't also super valuable for people who take in their right. content in different ways. You know, that was totally. why I started the podcast because I was like, okay, you know, people aren't reading the blog or engaging with the blog or whatever, possibly it's, you know, the hashtags and the whatever to get stuff to show up. I mean, like you literally have to have a degree in computer yeah. something or other to understand totally. the algorithms behind. Well, that's it. We've actually hired stuff. data data analysts. I mean, exactly. that is a full-time job that we have support now for, which so, is to help us understand these, how, you know, how this affects our content. It's my new kind of fascination. It's not going to be me. So I probably need <laughs> my own data person. You probably do. Yeah. As, as well. Um, but, you know, part of this podcast is highlighting other women who are in the industry, right? Because we there, there aren't as many women, but it's not that they aren't out there, right? It's just how do you find them? How do you connect them? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it's not necessarily about creating new content, but it's about bringing the content creators together and, yeah. and highlighting them yeah. and what they're doing. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, it, it's fascinating to me just mm -hmm. to like, how do you find what's out there? Cause maybe it already exists. I always love when someone introduces me into something new. I, I think it was Travis. I said something about, you know, construction and like short videos or whatever. And he's like, well, you know, construction instruction is a thing. And like mm -hmm. at that time, a couple of years ago, I hadn't heard of it. I didn't know. Right. And so they had been out you know, out there for a little bit. I didn't know anything about it. Right. And so I'm hoping people are going to log in here. They're going to hear what you're doing through Taunton and green building advisor. And they're going to look into, you know, additional ways to, to get their, their content too, which is super exciting. It's exciting. Boy, you know, it's like, there's just a lot of change afoot on seemingly every front. There really is. <laughs> there we really just got to hang in there and grow with it. <laughs> So, um, Kylie, how do people find you after the show, if they're listening in and they want to get in contact with you, if they're somewhere cool and they want to provide content or be one okay. of your yeah. experts pitch or a story or like idea or pitch yeah, a story any, idea, any number, whatever number of things. Yeah. Especially if you live in a hot, humid climate, right? Um, <laughs> for all you hot, humid climate people out there. Do you have show notes for your episodes? Emily? I will put any show notes in that you want. I'll just, I'll just you can put my email address right in there. I like when people contact me that way. All right, great. So anybody listening here, you can get in contact <laughs> with Kylie in the show notes uh, after the show. Kylie, thank you for sharing. Thank you uh, for today. having me, Emily. It's I love always chatting a pleasure. with you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this month's podcast. I hope you've been enjoying the monthly updates from E3 over on our end. We are enjoying producing this for you every month. If you would like to hear from someone specifically, send us an email, emily at matram, A-R-C-H. If not, we'll see you again next month. Keep it nerdy.